Welcome to another episode of What's Up with DJ. My name is DJ. Each week I bring you topics about current events, career development, finance, business, holistic living, life hacks, and stories of inspiration and humor. So be sure to hit that subscribe button, like, comment, share, and consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. Your comments and opinions are always encouraged and appreciated. And I'd say thank you to everyone who has commented, liked, and subscribed and shared. I really appreciate you. And also, I appreciate you joining us for this particular show. So let's get right into it. One of the things that I enjoy doing uh, is talking to young professionals who are doing extraordinary things. And our guest this week is yet another example of someone who's proven those stereotypes of the wayward millennial wrong. So our guest this week is Devon Devin Ashby, a graduate of Morgan State University in Baltimore, Maryland. He is the author of PG versus MoCo. Is that right, MoCo? Yeah. Montgomery County, a memoir of high school football in the shadow of the nation's capital, a book that explores the football culture in Maryland's public high school in Prince George's County and Montgomery County. He is also the host of the podcast, The Play by Play Analysis, which focuses on conversations around sports. Devin says he prides himself on being well-rounded as a sports writer and writing stories about various subjects. However, his favorite topic is to write about sports. He feels that his time at Morgan State University elevated his writing. He received the chance to visit baseball academies in the Dominican Republic and interview people who moved from America to Paris, France. He also landed an internship at the New York Times Student Journalism Institute where he wrote an article for their Student Journalism Institute website. Devin graduated from Morgan State University in 2019. During this time at Morgan State University, he started his own sports blog. Devin hopes to write for top news organizations such as ESPN, the Associated Press, or Bleacher Report. Still, he'll be satisfied just working with a company that allows him to tell the stories he wants and travel the country. So, hey, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you? Uh, great, man. So, how long have you been uh, podcasting? So, I started at the end of 2019 and into 2020. So, about coming up on almost two years now. Wow, man, I've been listening to some of your podcasts and y'all can really tell you definitely know your sports inside out. <laughs> yeah, I try, try mm-hmm. to make sure I do my research and stuff. 
yeah, yeah. And also, I see you're a Raiders fan. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's just just a shirt I had. I'm more, I, I root for the home team. I root for Washington football team. Okay, I feel you. So, I feel yeah. you. Well, I've never been really a, a big sports fan, but I admire um, anyone who um, is out there doing their thing. I mean, uh, when I was in my 20s, I was trying to sort of figure out how was I going to get to whatever it was, the destination I was going to get to. You know, I didn't know if I was going to be a therapist or an entrepreneur. I didn't know really or how I was going to get to that destination. I was fresh out of the military. So it was trying to like piece it together. So it's great when I see people who have already sort of gotten that sort of figured out and they're already on that path to, you know, uh, reach their goal. Yeah, yeah. For me, it was, you know, even if I haven't necessarily figured out the direction, it is still kind of some things I kind of knew what I wanted. Uh-huh. Um, but it, it's, it was a process, I guess, because like coming out of high school, I wasn't sure. Like mm-hmm. when I went to co- when I went to college, like I wanted to play sports, um, but you know, obviously, college is a business. It's a little different than yeah. high school, where everything's more so for fun and mm-hmm. for the love of stuff. And so, I figured that out pretty quickly. And so I was like, well, you know, I want to stay around sports. I want to find a way to stay around sports in general. And I always was a good writer. Like I always got A's on all my papers and wrote really good essays and things like that Uh in Uh in high school. So I'm like, you know, why not do go the sports journalism route? You know, you already know about stats and and you can rattle off who had this many touchdowns and that type of thing. So Mm -hmm. stick with that route. And then that's kind of what I did when I got to Morgan. So uh-huh. I did that and found different ways, wrote for my school paper, did different things, um, got the experience like interviewing and stuff. And yeah. then like the older I got and the more experience I got, then I started getting more confident in my ability to do my own projects. And then that's how I started a blog originally, which I, I don't really do anymore, but I started there. Then it turned into um, writing like freelance stuff, which is how I ended up writing for ESPN and then mm-hmm. interning with New York Times. And then from there, I always thought about podcasting, but it was never front and center because I was more of a writer. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, obviously with this industry, everything has changed in the digital. So you got to keep up with the times. Right. So eventually I found this app called Anchor, which you basically, everything is handed to you for free. Like, you know, the editing <laughs> software, the yeah, yeah. background music, all that stuff is right there for you. And it's easy and efficient. So I use that. And then here we are two years later. Wow, that's awesome, man. I started, like, I'm on Podbean now, but I was doing a uh, podcast on Anchor when I, uh, before I started with Podbean. And uh, one thing that I liked about about uh, about Anchor was it they pay you like for for, you know, ads, you know, you do your own little ad or whatever. And then they you right. know, they pay you a couple of pennies for every time, you know, um, someone listens. So that I did like about 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 Anchor. So, you know, pie being you have to you have to pay them. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. You Definitely. know. Well, I'm I'm really excited about. I mean, I like podcasting. I've been listening to podcasts for a really long time. I mean, as soon as I I think as soon as Apple started putting 
the ability to listen to podcasts on their platform, I immediately started listening to it. And there wasn't like a whole lot of stuff out there that, that I found interesting. And a lot of the big companies that are now like NPR and all these other big companies are sort of uh, have uh, taken over in terms of podcasting. And but I would listen to before any of those companies, you know, started, you know, uh, seeing uh, seeing that as a, a big avenue or a money stream. But now you know, everybody has a podcast now, but in most, they say most podcasts, people do one or two or three episodes and that's it. So I see a lot of those out there. But when I see someone who has a hundred plus episodes like you do, and especially in just uh, less than a year, I think that's pretty impressive. It means you're serious. Right. Yeah. It was something else. I had to like, I know friends who talked about it like oh they're gonna start one and then sometimes they don't you know life happens so i can't get on them for it but like you know Mm. they start something and then you know they just don't keep doing it and so i was like that's just something i couldn't do it's something i had to keep working at especially if you really wanted to gain attention and right traction and stuff and then when i found out you could make a little money off of it that that's cool so even even if it is a few pennies like you know that adds yeah yeah it does add add up you know and um and then as you continue moving forward and you gain a larger audience then those pennies turn to dollars you know so uh so yeah yeah and definitely gives you like you said it gives you um it gives you visibility you know and i think that definitely in the route that you're going it definitely shows that you have a tenacity and it also shows that, you know, for the field that you're in, it definitely speaks to journalism because what you're ultimately, that's your goal. Correct. And then that's how the, the book came along as well. So let's talk about the book a little bit. So um, and you're going to have to help me along through it because, like I said, I'm not a, I'm not a sports buff. <laughs> so right. you're going to have to help me. <laughs> so can we find your book on Amazon.com? Yeah. So I it's through this program called um, KDP through Amazon where you you, you can post your book on or your manuscript on there. And then they, you know, you get somebody maybe to make you a cover or you can make one through them, but either way Mm -hmm. you post everything. um, And then they give you the electronic copy, which people can get on Kindle. And then you get paperback copies that people can get as well. And yeah, the only parts you got to worry about is writing the book itself. Amazon handles everything else. Yeah. 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 I, I they, have my they book on Amazon too. Yeah. They, they, a, they take a cut too, unless you, unless your thing is um, copyrighted, then you get more, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't know that you, if you get a copyright, you get more money. <laughs> I didn't know that mm-hmm. part. Yeah. So it's something I got to think about doing, you know, and yeah. Uh, yeah, but I, I have my book on Amazon and um, and Kindle and uh, considering doing an audible version of it at some point, you know, but, uh, you know, writing books are not necessarily easy, not for me, but uh, I definitely find it to be very rewarding. Yeah, so, it was uh, cool. It was very rewarding. Yeah. So what is your book about? I did state a little bit in the in the introduction about what the book was about, but what can you go on more detail about what the book is about? Okay. So 
it's it's called PG versus Mocha, which is you know play on words. PG Prince George's County, Mocha Montgomery County, and it is effectively like like the title says, it's a memoir of high school football in in and around the nation's capital. So Prince George's and Montgomery County are two of the most visible and affluent counties in the state of Maryland. Mm-hmm. And they both are kind of like a stone's throw away from DC. So they're, they're both very close to DC and they have produced some very good quality football teams, like high school football teams with a lot that they're always in the Washington post. They're always winning state championships um, in the state. A lot of the records you go through the record books and it's generally people from Prince George's MoCo and a lot of Frederick County too, you know, mm-hmm. sprinkled in there. But you look at like, if you look at the college football landscape, like generally when people think of football powerhouses and like who brings the most talent, to college and then ultimately to National Football League, the first states that always come to mind are Florida, Texas, and then to some people, like mostly the South, Florida, Texas, Georgia, you know, then you go out West, you probably California because of how many people they have there. Mm -hmm. But if you look at the numbers and you look at, especially in recent years, Washington, D.C. and the surrounding areas in Maryland, have produced just as many, if not more, D1 football players especially, but, like, just college football players in general. And yet, nobody considers this area as, like, a football powerhouse. Like, people kind of overlook it. They don't really recognize the reason. And my thing is, I think it's just because of the fact that our talent doesn't stay home like those other states. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because and a lot of our town is spread out in some of those areas. Like you look at college football teams around the country, some of their best players come from this area. You know, especially like University of Alabama, they've had a few of them over the years. You know, you look at some of these teams around here, like in Ohio State or in Penn State, they have a lot of our players over here as well. So mm-hmm. I felt like somebody needed to tell that story. And I felt like there hasn't been a concerted effort to do that up to this point. And, mm-hmm. you know, even our basketball is the same way. Like, you know, up until Kevin Durant put a documentary out in 2020 about basketball from this area, nobody was telling that story either. And his documentary gave me a little bit of inspiration to write my book. Cause I'm like, Oh, well, finally we're getting that limelight, you know? So ultimately mm-hmm. somebody's soon, somebody's going to want to write about football from here. And it still just hasn't happened yet up in, and so I'm like, you know, I got my degree from Morgan in journalism. I know how to interview. I know how to reach out to people. I know how to do all this stuff that goes into it. So mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, if nobody's going to do it, I'm going to step up and do it myself. Yeah, I like that, man. I, I definitely like the idea of, you know, if it's not out there, then if one thing when I'm like researching and I'm a topic and I'm looking for an article or a YouTube video and I can't find anything about that particular topic, like, let me do a show about that. Let me find somebody who wants to have a conversation about about something like that, because, right. uh, you know, since there's nothing out there. So it's like you was you knew that it was little or no information out there like that. So you created it. 
Yeah, right. That's awesome, man. So I did see in one article that I read about you that, you know, uh, about some advice your father gave you when you were sort of deciding if you were going to pursue football and uh, you felt like this, you know, what I read, you felt like this advice was, was life changing. Mm-hmm. What was that advice? Yeah, so I wasn't like some fantastic football player in high school. Like, I didn't play at all. So it was more of a pipe dream trying to get to play at the next level. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't something that was going to happen. I just didn't, you know, we don't know that as an 18-year-old. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. you know, now that I'm 25, I know that. Like, but he basically told me, you know, you can write, you, you can only play football for maybe 10, 15, 20 years of your life, but you can write forever, like, till you're blue in the face, you know? Yeah. And he had said that even after I already decided what I was going to do, but that just helped me like further to understand that, like, you know, Mm -hmm. there's a future here, even if there's not one there. Yeah. Yeah. So it seems like, you know, there was some, you know, even though you had decided that you was going to pursue a career in journalism, there still you felt there was still something lingering in you that still wanted to pursue that that pipe dream of becoming, in, you know, trying to pursue the NFL. And, but your father was like, let me just, <laughs> let's close yeah. out that any kind of those, in those kinds of pipe dreams, let's put a hold on all that, you know? So, mm-hmm. so it's good to have that kind of advice. So you would consider your dad to be one of your greatest mentors? Um, Yeah. Like, you know, he's kind of been in my corner for a lot of stuff. You know, he supported everything I've done, you know, college, all the stuff he's always kind of told me to not to be scared, you know, let them tell, you know, whenever I do anything, like don't, don't tell yourself, no, let somebody else tell, you know, and even then you still don't necessarily let them tell, you know, but yeah. it's better to try something and fail than not to try it at all. Yeah. I like you know? that. I like that uh, explanation. Let them tell, you know, you know, and instead of not trying at all, it's assuming they're going to say no, you, you know, find out for yourself what they mm-hmm. want to say. And then even if the answer is no, it doesn't mean that somebody else is going to say no. The next person may be yes. You know, so, yeah, that's great advice, man. So who are some other people that uh, have mentored you that has been sort of gotten you to where you are or, and sort of, you know, have you on that the right path? Um, I definitely say my grandfather and, and, and my grandmother, you know, they both have been very supportive and influential in a lot of the things I'm doing. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. my grandfather being in the same field as me, he's, you know, done his best to lead me to people in the business, you know, even like, you know, people that he came up with, people that he's worked with. So that's been helpful and, you know, like helps me pay for stuff like, National Association of Black Journalist Conferences and things like that. So definitely, I would say my grandfather. And then, of course, I got my friends who work in the field and stuff who, you know, nudged me and led me in different directions. And I definitely credit Morgan State a lot. Just some of the opportunities I've gotten in my life just probably would not have come about without going to Morgan State. So, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah the people yeah. I've met there have been a huge help as well. Yeah, I can imagine, man. I mean, uh, so is your grandfather, is he in journalism or he's just one of those just diehard supporters to be, to be, that can help you say, hey, you know, 
Um, yeah, is your is your grandfather in journalism? Yeah, he's more so on the production side of things. Mm-hmm. Like he's a television director, you know. So he's the one that directs like the cameras and stuff. When you're watching TV and you see cameras, like mm-hmm. certain shots, he's he's the person telling them, "Oh, ready, camera two, take two. Like you know, he's that guy. Mm-hmm. It's great, man. It's good to have somebody in the business that can definitely help you and sort of guide you, make you understand better. Because you know, I, I think the world of television is not something that's easily understood, especially by everyone. So it's good to have somebody that can sort of, you know, tap the shoulder of, uh, tap the shoulder of others <laughs> and help you along your way. So that's great, man. So I know a lot of times um, when you're young and you're trying, you know, you have, you know, you have a, a bright future ahead of you. Uh-huh. And a lot of kids get involved in, you know, you know, they, they just in the crazy situations and they get bogged down and they're good kids. just that, you know, they get bogged down by peer pressure. So how have you been able to pursue your dreams and not get into that peer pressure thing or get sidetracked by people who may not have the best, uh, I won't say the best intentions, but they're not on the path to get to meet their goals. Uh, well, it's, it's been a little difficult at times just because, you know, things when you come out of school aren't always the smoothest. Mm-hmm. So for me, I just kind of keep myself busy. Like, mm-hmm. that's why I started the podcast. That's why I do some of the other things I've done um, just to keep making content and keep having stuff to put out there so that I'm always staying sharp and staying on top of things. And mm-hmm. You know, it's just kind of keep it pushing, you know, because you, yeah. you you figure like it's not going to be easy, obviously. And this this um, career path that I've chosen is not an easy one to get into, but anything worth having ain't going to come easy. So you can't right. just fold when when you can't fold under pressure. You know, you got to just you got to keep working and keep feeling like something's going to change and right. you just got to keep doing stuff for yourself and until that day comes so that you have something to show people. Cause that's kind of always the thing I was always getting is that, Oh, you don't have enough experience. That's what people always tell you. So obviously you got to go out here and find experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. You know, I believe in creating your own, um, you know, experiences. So if let's say, you know, no one is saying is everyone is saying to me that, you don't have the experiences and they're not sort of inviting me into their house. So like, I'm going to be in my own house, <laughs> you know, I'd be my right. own. So, so I definitely like that idea. And the thing that I tell myself whenever, you know, I'm pursuing something and uh, you know, there's always some, some doubt, even if it's just a little bit, I always tell myself, if I don't pursue it, then a hundred percent is not going to happen. But if I do head in the direction of my goals, at least there's now the possibility of it happening, you know, but ultimately right. if you don't, then you can say that's a hundred percent. It definitely is a, is a no-go. 
you know, and every individual who has succeeded that, you know, they had to start from somewhere. Right. Right. You know, yeah. they went from no experience to having some experience. So everyone has to, at some point, regardless of how great they become, they have to start at some point with no experience. So right. that's not a deterrent to me. Someone saying you don't have any experience. That means nothing. It's like, well, great. Give me experience. <laughs> yeah. Right. Pretty much. And I also, I have friends who, who have done things, you know, like they have written books themselves and they have podcasts and you got others who design clothes and have businesses and just do all these amazing things themselves. So it's not like I'm around people that aren't doing anything. So it's, you know, you feed off of them too, because they motivate mm-hmm. you to better yourself because, you know, they do all these things. And so here you are in your corner, like, what are you doing? So that, right. that helps as well. Yeah, it's good to surround yourself with like-minded people, you know, because one right. thing that I find is that what motivates me is being around others who are also motivated and, you know, it rubs off on you, you know? Right. So, yeah, that's that's very, very good advice. So uh, where do you see yourself in 10 years from now? Um, Honestly, I don't know, really. Like, I mean, but... I do know that I want to see, I want to be writing and doing things in the sports world. Hopefully this podcast is still, you know, very much a thing and taking off and just uh, having a bigger audience than it currently has. And just in a comfortable place where I can kind of look back at this moment in my life and be like, man, what was I worried about? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be somewhere where I'm just like, oh, man, I reached all of my personal life goals and different things. So, yeah. Yeah. One thing that I do, I I, I ask myself whenever I say what, what I want to be. And I always ask if I could remove any fear, if, you know, I had a, you know, found a, a genie in the bottle <laughs> and mm-hmm. I could have whatever it was that I want, where would that be? You know, without all that, you know, this and sometimes we have these all these other things that sort of makes us feel like, I don't know. But it's like, what would you what would your ideal place you would want to be if you didn't have all that minutia in the way? Mm-hmm. And sometimes that helps me to sort of picture out my my ultimate vision. So. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. But still, that's good that, you know, you're thinking about that and you're considering that so that, you know, because the end goal is always, you know, something that you want to keep at the forefront of your mind. We don't know how it's going to unfold or how you're going to get there. But having that end goal, knowing what that is, I believe definitely impacts you on getting there. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So there's anything that you wanted to outside of your book, any, any, uh, anything that you wanted to promote or is there anything that you want? I mean, of course your podcast. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely with the podcast, um, we're on Apple, iTunes. Well, no, that is Apple. We're on Apple, um, Spotify, Google, pretty much mm-hmm. anywhere you get your podcast. We're there. 
you know, and mm. usually it's 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 me and I have just rotating guests. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the podcast know, is named the play by play analysis. Yeah, it's named after my, um, you know, because that's my line name because I'm in a fraternity. So that's my line name was play by play. So oh, wow. OK, cool. Um, they I just used that and turned it into this. Yeah, I like that. So it definitely means something. And I like, I like that. You know, right. when I was living my podcast, I didn't know what I was going to have several different names and I, I threw them out there and everyone like, what's up with DJ the best. So I went with that. It's like the first thing coming up, I was just like trying to think what would I name it as? Like I just started writing anything down. <laughs> I think the first right. thing I wrote down was what's up with DJ and, uh, and that's the one everyone liked the most. I'm like, okay, well I'll go with that. <laughs> So it's stuck. It's stuck. And, you know, it is what it is. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. But we I release episodes every Wednesday. Um, I think I'm going to take a break this week. But like starting for the month of October, I'm doing a special series to honor my alma mater. So I I know everybody look out for that because that's going to be. I'm really I really plan to have fun with that. So. Oh, cool. Well, I definitely the link down in the show description. Um, this podcast is also um, on YouTube, so I'll leave it down in the show description there. And also on, uh, you know, the pod, this podcast is also everywhere as well on all platforms. So um, if you are looking in the show description for this particular podcast or this show, you will see um, the links to get to find um, the play by play podcast. So right. thank you for being a guest, man. I really appreciate you you having and um, um, being here and joining me. And make sure you tell your grandmother I said hello. Got you it. Know? Yeah. And, uh, and we have some great conversations. She's a great person. I really have learned a lot from her. Yeah, um, me too. And the times that we, we've talked. So she's a great person. Right, yeah. I definitely learned a lot from her as well. Yeah. All right, well, take care, and hopefully uh, we'll have you back. And uh, as your career progresses and you got your own show on ESPN, <laughs> you know, and uh, and I, maybe I can be one of the guests on your show. <laughs> your oh, show. yeah, definitely, definitely. We'll make that happen. That's our show for this week, and I'm so happy that you stayed to the end. Please join us next week for another episode. And in the meantime, you can always email me at dj at djcareercoach.com. Again, that's dj at djcareercoach.com. I'll leave the links to my social media in the show description. And remember to subscribe, like, comment, share, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Until next week, bye.